Come on, Texas! Is there anybody alive out there? One Hey everybody, I'm Lee McCormick, welcome to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, episode 132, 2023 tour, night 5 and 7, Dallas, Texas, and Austin, Texas. We're a couple of weeks into the 2023 world tour from Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. As of this recording, they've performed 9 shows in the southern USA. There have been a few COVID casualties, about a dozen alternate songs scattered in amongst the set list so far. But for the most part, some really, really good live shows from what I've seen and heard. I hope you've been checking all that stuff out. I encourage you to check out the live recordings that Bruce is releasing via Nugs.net. Great sound quality and very cool to relive the memories from each show. I'm happy to welcome Randy Brown to the show for this episode. Randy attended Night 5 in Dallas and Night 7 in Austin. Randy gives us a recap of both shows and some highlights and standout moments. Editor's note, we get talking about the tour and mistakenly mentioned Tulsa as being night six between the shows Randy attended. Houston was indeed night six on February 14th, and Tulsa was night nine on February 21st, for those keeping score at home. Thanks as always for listening and downloading the show from the website TrampsLikeUsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you found the show. Stay in touch with us at our Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I hope to bring you a bunch of concert recap episodes this year as the tour rolls further on up the road. And if any one of you out there are going to be seeing the band, please come on the podcast and share your experience. Holler at me on the website or the Facebook group page. So let's visit with Randy Brown and check in on the E Street Band as they tour the great state of Texas. Way down beneath the neon lights all day You're walking at hard ride out of night You're gonna have a good time I work five days a week, girl Loading crates down on the dock I take my hard-earned money to welcome to the show randy brown how you doing my friend i am doing well how are you pretty good uh thanks for joining us on the show yeah Thank it's great for to, having me yeah it's great to have you on we met you're part of the podcast community right you had that radio show right do you still do that it's been real sporadic yeah yeah it's been real sporadic yeah doing the the synaptic empire audio transmissions i've that's right that's right yeah you know you you being a podcaster you, you understand this takes a lot of drive and you have to, you know, you have to like really yeah. make sure, and especially you're, you're, you know, you don't have a co-host or anything like that. You, you're doing it yourself as well as I am. So it's a, it's all up to you to make sure that these things happen. Yeah, it's good yeah, to have you on the show, man. We met back at the the first Rock and Pod there, right? I remember that. When was that? Yep. It was like 2017. 17. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you just saw a couple of Bruce Springsteen shows, right? You saw two shows in Texas. What was I it? Did. Uh, I did. I did see two uh, shows. Uh, Dallas and Austin, right? Yes, sir. Oh, great. So uh, I want to get like a little recap from you on both of those shows. 
But uh, tell me, I guess, just about the lead-up to the show. Tell me a little bit about your a brief like synopsis of your Springsteen fandom. Have you ever seen the band before, that kind of thing? I had only seen, uh, I'd only seen Bruce once, and that was the previous tour for the river. Um, that was a great tour, it, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Spectacular. <laughs> um, you know, and even with the terrible, the, the not-so-great seats that we had at that show, it was... It was great. Um, we had horrible seats actually leading up to <laughs> to Dallas this last time. Um, but anyway, did you buy tickets like through the the regular channels? Did you have any issues yep. like people were having with all that verified and the dynamic pricing? No issue. Well, I mean, the only issue was the the whole thing that Ticketmaster does now with the pick your seats and you go and you click. You're like, okay, cool. That, those that's that's great. And you go through and it does the the circular thing for a second and goes, oops, we're sorry. So another fan bought those tickets before you. And you're like, come on. Where's the where's the old days where uh, it just gave you the two best seats in the house? It said, here you go. Let's get them out to you. And you're like, yeah. fantastic. And you, you went on your way. You know, uh, I, I fully believe that ticketing is the <laughs> is the most the industry most in need of a regression ever. Uh, could definitely go back to the way things used to be. It's such a stressful thing. Eh? It's one of the reasons I'm trying to give up concerts. Eh? I've been going to concerts since, since uh, 1983. I've seen almost everybody. Everybody I've seen has been better. You know, I've seen them better before. So there's right. very few artists I really need to see anymore. So like, I, I'm, I keep saying like, okay, I'm not gonna. So I'm gonna <laughs> this is gonna be it. My last concert. <laughs> I keep getting sucked. I keep getting uh, pulled back in. You know. <laughs> But the ticketing you know thing is just a mess, and it's so expensive yeah. now. It's crazy. It is. It is really expensive now. But yeah, I have a feeling that you're kind of like me in the fact that you have that, you've got that live music bug that like, no matter how much you're like, nope, I need to, I'm going to back off. And then you're like, oh, crap, somebody's coming to town. And you're like, all right, I, I, I got to go. I got to go. After the after the pandemic, uh, or well, in the middle of the pandemic, a, a buddy of mine uh, who will be prominent in, in my Bruce stories for today. Uh, he had a, he has a bar down in Deep Ellum, and he they were doing a New Year's Eve deal in very very responsible, you know, very low low attendance. But man, that first time getting volume after a year and a half of no volume, and my body was just it, my body was like sighed. <laughs> it was just like oh. Yeah, I'm not going to deny this. it's like one of the, the greatest things in the world is to be in a room with like one of your favorite bands and just sharing that yes. energy and a song together, you know, like we well, shouldn't have to pay two, three hundred dollars to do it for a couple hours entertainment. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm with you. But I'm anyway, fully anyway. with you. Yeah. And yeah, really excited about the show. And uh, although we had after we got to the to the venue uh, in Dallas, I'm sorry, I, I hope I'm not skipping ahead here. No, go ahead. But, so it was Dallas. It was the first show uh, February 10th, right? Yes, and it was a uh, night five, so it was fifth, fifth, fifth show of the tour. Yep, and uh, Susie and Little Steven were out with COVID. Yeah, we had some uh, COVID casualties the last uh, week and a half or so, eh? Yep, uh, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, we get the we get to the show and we realize that um, our seats are probably the very top last row of the building. Yeah. It's just like, oh, man, uh, my buddy, who I, I mentioned before, he was saying he had asked me to go down to the Austin show and he had messaged me on our way to saying, hey, we were, we're taken care of. We got everything squared away. And I was like, cool, man. I was like, do you know of any wristbands for tonight? <laughs> and he, uh, about, he was like, let me let me take a look. And about 30, 40 minutes later, I got a text saying, hey, you're going to meet this guy in the West Concourse. And he's uh, going to he's nice. got a, you know, a little gift for you. And so we went from, we got upgraded definitely from last row down to like, I could walk up to the barricade. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah, I've heard people that are going in the pit saying like, yeah, it's very casual. Like you can just show up and, you know, you can, yeah. everybody's just moving around and it's not like you're fighting for the spots or anything like that, right? Yeah. The side, the side that we were That's on amazing. Was, was the weak side. You know, there's always that, that weak side that nobody wants to go over to for some reason. And is that the uh, left yeah. left hand side? You want to be you want to be on the Steve side, but Steve wasn't there, right? So uh, right. Gary, Gary moved up, right? Is that is that right? Did Gary kind of move to the front of the stage because Steve's yeah. hole was there, right? That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that was that was cool. You know, we yeah, right in front of uh, uh, Jake and and Nils were right 
right in front of us. So yeah, but it was cool, man. We got to, to just literally walk up and when he came off and came down, I was able to actually grab his arm as he was walking past. And so nice. touched him, touched him with that hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've now got Bowie, Bono and Bruce. So uh, <laughs> Cool. So before the show, did you get, did you get check out the merch or anything like that? Did you get to grab a beer where beers like 20 bucks there at the, oh, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Dallas arena? My wife bought all of the beer and all of the drinks. She, uh, we found, found out that there was a, an actually a bar on the floor and it was nice. like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was originally like, no, I'm going to have just drink water. Let's keep it a cheap night. And she was like, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah. And that turned into like four, <laughs> like four or five rounds. Good times. Um, so, but that was cool. Uh, merch. I'm always going to think there could have been better merch for every single artist. Always. Uh, the shirt are really kind of orange and got the dates on the back and, uh, that was really cool. It was a really rad shirt. Uh, I always want, but and especially in these days where everybody's been doing those like really cool um, acrylic buttons or, or, or pins or the or the metal pins, whatnot. I'm always looked like you know it would have been really cool to get like a Springsteen just says Springsteen on it or something, um, and always get a poster. I didn't actually even I was gonna grab a poster in Austin and uh, the merch booth. They had a merch booth outside there and it was closed when we were leaving the show and I was like, crap, already left the venue. I can see another show on the tour. Maybe grab me a poster. Yeah. I took a look <laughs> at the merch. There wasn't much I saw, you know, I was thinking like, I'm going to a show in a couple yeah. of weeks and I was like, what am I going to buy? So I was previewing some of the merch. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get anything. Like I'm too old to, to wear a t-shirt with a picture of a guy's face on it. You know, like I'm into like logos yeah, or it. something like that, or like a design. And like, I like the hoodies. Some of the hoodies have like some car motifs. But I don't know. There's nothing really special, yeah. you know. Whatever. Maybe I'll skip it this time. I can't not. I didn't for years, and then uh, when Leah, my wife, and I started going to shows, she really likes to shop. So uh, we, we kid that she uh, she paid Iron Maiden's taxes in 2017. <laughs> Every time oh, she the Iron, the Iron Maiden merch is insane. Their merchandise is really good, though. They have a lot of great shirts and T-shirts and stuff like that. But uh, oh yeah, it's just amazing to go to a concert and be like, "Wow, look at all this!" Uh, it's like a store for this band. Where do you, when do you ever see like ten shirts yeah. from a, an artist on display, kind of thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah, in this last in this last Maiden tour, I got like the coolest shirt ever. So I was like, "How?" Maiden do it a lot of times. Do those special specialized shirts for like each city. Like if you're in uh, Detroit, they'll do like a motor yeah. a motor motif. Or when they come to Canada, they'll have like a lumberjack or like a moose or a beaver or something like that. <laughs> the shirt from like the 2012 tour actually had a. Epic scenes on it here, uh, which General Dynamics Lockheed in Fort Worth builds the F 16s. They actually have the fighters oh, yeah. nice. on the shirt, so that was pretty cool. All right, so let's talk about the start of the show and the set list. So you're down there in the pit on the left hand side there. Tell me about the opening yeah. moments, the band walking on stage. It's always really cool, you know, because that anticipation is is one of the key parts, and you know, uh, you know, they're all. all pile on the stage and then here comes the boss and they're just taking it back and then being that close the other night uh, it just, uh, man, the charisma is oozing you know because he's you know big smile big grin ready to go and one two three four and no surrender we're off so standard set list he seems like he's been changing maybe a couple of two or three songs per night here let's go through yeah. the set list and like Feel free to jump in there with any kind of standout moments or uh, remembrances you have there. Uh, no surrender into ghosts gotcha. and to prove it all night. Yeah. Uh, letter to well, you and the promised land. Uh, we got out in the street, Candy's out room, in the street. Kitty's back, night shift. A couple of songs off the uh, the soul record there. Night shift, don't play that song. Always love that song and uh, his version is really good and especially live. It's, it comes off great. What night shift you're talking about there? Yes, sir. Marvin, he was a friend of mine Then he could sing his song Oh, his heart in every line Marvin, Marvin sang of the joy and pain He opened up our mind 
Shuffle, Johnny 99, Last Man Standing, right. in the back streets, 
because of the night. Right. Um, I, I'll say the Dallas show, much more than the Austin show to me, seemed uh, been just because Jake was there and he wasn't in Austin. But, man, it felt like those that first, like, hour just an old school soul, just the, the renditions they were doing. It felt like a soul review. They were just taking you to church. It was unreal. Yeah, so you're digging the horn section and the background singers and the percussion guys. Like, yeah. yeah, the whole uh, twenty piece version of the band on stage there. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It, it added a lot. Was it noticeable that Steve was gone? I don't really think so. I, I say that, but then I go. I flash forward to to Austin where he's there. Yeah, and you can definitely feel like a whole different feel to that show with yeah. with Steve. Yeah, like I think so that was cool. Yeah, I think Bruce loves having the big, huge band there and the communion and the family and having all these guys on stage. So when guys are missing, he can kind of lean on Gary a little bit, lean on uh, Jake for more of the shtick, more of the camaraderie. There's a few things I've noticed seeing yep. clips is that, uh, like, there was, I think, I don't know if it was from the Dallas show, but there were shots of like uh, Bruce and Gary singing on the same mic, the same way like Steve and Bruce yeah. would do it. So I'm like, wow, when do you ever see Gary like singing backgrounds on the same mic with Bruce? So moments like that are going to be pretty special, yeah. even though there's going to be a few casualties yeah, pretty, along this way, it seems. Yeah. And you can see, like, he turns to Gary, and Gary's, Gary's almost like, me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just walks up and, yeah, starts getting to sing along yeah it was it was it was really cool really cool moment like that um i'll tell you you know then we finally get to backstreets the the five songs off of born to run and now the crowd is just man putty in his hands uh, for me it's uh because the night which was the next song is is one of my most favorite songs of all time by any artist and it's one of those, I think it's one of those first songs that anybody can do it. And it's going to be a, a pretty great song. And, oh man, yeah, he watching him that live. And it was the same thing in, in 2016. I mean, I wasn't expecting to do it in 2016. And then that piano hits and, and I just, both times, man, welled up, just like, Oh shit, we go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. That's a, a great feature for Nils on the guitar. Really, uh, lets loose there at the end of that one. Oh yeah, he was really he was really showing off at a in Austin. He was like doing all those spins and all that during that song. So, well, wasn't he? Was he there in Austin? I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was absent in Austin. Didn't he have COVID for the mm-hmm. Austin shows? He was in Austin. He was there, eh? Uh, I guess it was the Tulsa show. He he was back in Austin. There was one in between. It wasn't it? Maybe, so had, maybe it was Houston in between, right? Didn't he do Dallas, Houston, and then Austin? Maybe he missed Houston. Only. I think Houston. Houston was. I remember correctly. I know that. I know that Austin. It was Dallas to Tulsa, then Austin with like you know a couple two or three day because uh, he he's had two or three day gaps in between the shows. As he can he did Dallas and then he went up to Tulsa and then came down to Austin. So, when was when yeah, was the they, Houston show though? Just shows tonight. All right. So then, from uh, from because of the night, he goes into she's the one. We get Wrecking Ball, The Rising, Badlands, and Thunder Road to kind of close out the main set there. Right. And I got to tell you, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the sort of like protest from Bruce that much. And Wrecking Ball for me that uh, category, but man, live was a whole different ordeal. It was a whole different, like, sort of feeling to it. You liked Wrecking Ball, eh? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that whole record. Yeah, that's the one song I can't it. get into, man. That the, the Wrecking Ball album's good. Like on in hindsight, I we did an album review on it, and I liked it a lot more than I did when it came out. But that the title song, I still can't get right. into it. <laughs> but then the three, the yeah. three pack that ended there, the Rising, Badlands, and Thunder Road. That's pretty heavy. The Rising was having a and little Steven and Nils and everybody on mics. Those choruses, it was just huge. It was massive sounding. Yeah, Nils has got those great uh, background vocals on the rising. Dream of life, dream yeah. of life. <laughs> <That sounds good. laughs> so then we go into the encore, and uh, Dallas gets, here's an alternate, right? I think that this is the one alternate he played with. He opens up with, this is a big one, though. he opens up with Detroit Medley, which is one of my favorite East yeah. Street Band 
songs, moments, live performance things ever. I love the Detroit medley. So that was that's a super cool, fun one to kick the yeah. kick the encores off with. It was, man. It really, really was. Dallas, this is just for you. One, two, three, four.
Jenny, 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 won't you come on home with me? Jenny, 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 won't you come on home with me? You know I love you, baby, don't do me in that misery. All right, bring it back. Much as I like Cadillac Ranch, which is a cool song, um, I was really kind of hoping we were going to get in in Austin, but we didn't. Yeah, Detroit Medley kicks off the encore, and then we get the Uber hits there for like uh, five in a row. Born to Run, Rosalita, Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, 10th Avenue, Freeze Out. Uh, what was Rosalita like without Steve in there, man? Because that's a big moment for uh, Bruce and Steve coming down there on the uh, yeah. front, right? Jake kind of... To, took his spot for for that moment, right? Took Steve's spot for the. Uh... He did, he did, for sure. But then when uh, then Austin having a, uh, I think it was both Nils because he's got that little I don't know little the stage extension there. Ramp he comes stage out there. Yeah. coming out, yeah, kind of jutting out. So he's out in the middle there. He's got both both Nils and little Steven with him out on that thing, and they're just hamming it up and having a great time. Yeah, that's the greatest so, part, man. That was a lot of fun. That was super fun, man. And then ending the set, ending the encore with the solo acoustic, I'll see you in my dreams, which I love. I think that's a really nice way to end the show. It was very nice. Yeah. So there you go, Dallas. You got a highlight of that night. What was the what was the moment of the night for you then? Can you pick one? For Dallas? Yeah, for Dallas. The moment of the night for the moment of the night for me in Dallas was uh and I think I shared a picture of this. And it was just like a little it wasn't even anything musical. It was just something. He walked over to the side stage, and uh, there was a little girl, and her dad was holding her up. And he walks over, and he, he had been playing the harmonica, and he bends over, and he hands her the harmonica. And I was able to get a good picture. Yeah, I saw that. that. You shared it on the, uh, the site, yeah. Yeah, with both of them holding the, the harmonica. Um, so a couple couple songs later, I got, got the dad's attention, and... After a, a couple of minutes, we finally were able to figure out his phone number. But at one point, I know that I looked over, looked over my shoulder. I was like, oh, I'm not even paying any attention to the show at the moment. And I looked over and God is my witness, Lee. It probably wasn't what I think it is. But man, it looked like Bruce was standing over there, arms folded, kind of like watching us. Like, what are you all doing? I'm, I'm playing. I'm trying to play a rock show here. What do you got going on? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. He caught you looking on your phone, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Man. To, that's bad. Trying to trying to get in, you know. I'm sure that if, I was like, dude, I'm sending this guy a picture of yeah, his yeah. daughter getting the harmonica from him. You know, but I don't get that chance. But anyway, yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, boss. The boss caught you, man. The boss <laughs> caught you. He did. But he yeah, did that's a cool that. moment. I saw that picture. That's a, that's a wonderful photo. I guess that would have been after uh, maybe after Promised Land where he's playing on the harmonica yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I pack my bags and I'm in Straight into the storm Gonna be a twist and a blow Everything down That ain't got the faith To stand this one No way The dreams that tear you apart No way The dreams that break your heart No way The lies that leave you nothing But lost and broken hearted Well the dogs 
kind of bummed because in austin uh my buddy and i we were escorted through backstage to get into the show and we had to do uh, because of all the rampant rampant covid going on we all had to get covid tests and get get masks and everything to go backstage because your buddy was connected okay yeah yeah you had to do that uh, and i mean we were literally just walking through but we had to wait the five minutes and that was the moment that George Strait comes out and introduces the band. Yeah, so, let's, so we're talking about Austin now. So Austin was yeah. uh, February 16th at the yes, Moody Center, night seven of the tour. What's the Moody yeah. Center? Is that like a basketball? Who plays Who plays in Austin? I guess nobody. there's no sports it's, team there, right? It's just a, yeah, like a concert the venue mainly, mainly, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's all it is. It's, I mean, it's a smaller place. It's probably about 10,000, 11,000 people Ooh, at the most. Cool. So and you yeah, were you were in the pit for this show too, right? Yeah, I was in the pit for that show too. <laughs> Score, man, it's pretty. pretty I know. Good deal. Pretty good. I know. Deal. It was pretty, pretty great. Pretty great. But we, yeah. So unfortunately, we missed. We knew that George and uh, that George Strait, Willie Nelson, and Joe Ely were in the building. Right. Uh, so they were saying, like, you know. Well, I, I hope they had Willie yep. in a bubble, man, because that guy's—he's almost ninety years old. He's got to live till uh, April. He turns ninety, I think. Right? We 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 need yeah. we need Willie on this earth for a little while longer. So I hope they had him taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool, yeah, George Strait. I was watching some of the. Uh, there's so many of people live streaming all these shows and putting clips up. So uh, we're all thankful for that. But uh, yeah, I saw them right. walk on stage, and I'm like, "Fucking who's Bruce with his fucking cowboy?" Right. And then I, I saw him turn around, and I saw the big belt buckle. I'm like, that's probably George Strait. And it, sure enough, George Strait comes on the mic, and he's he's yeah. like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, like Bruce Springsteen, the East Street Band. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is, that's rad. I wish I could have seen it. <laughs> you, you were backstage, we're and I guess at the, at the moment waiting. the band was going on stage, so you didn't get to catch this. Yeah, okay. we were waiting for our COVID test to go through. Right, okay. Just sitting there. We hear, we hear the crowd pop, and then we hear them pop like a second time real quick. Right. And it was like, oh, and then we put together later. Like, well, because you said, oh, and you got to see George Strait. I was like, wait a minute, George came out? I messaged my buddy and we're just like, dude, oh. we missed the king. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did get to see, I got to see George Strait last year. So that was a, a I thought Texas, he did, uh, didn't he do like a final show like 10 years ago or something like that? Was that all bullshit? Uh, he did his final, he finished his final tour. Okay, tour. So now he just does yeah. one-offs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll come up. Uh, he he actually, this, the venue, the the Moody Moody Center, uh, he and Willie opened it back uh, like a year and a half ago or so. They were the first show right. at that place. So and that would have been insane in that tiny room. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I like George yeah. Strait, man. He's pretty cool. He's got some good teams. Yeah. Austin, Texas! It's my honor tonight to introduce to you a band that really needs no introduction. Right? Bruce Springsteen and the East 
Street Band. Thank you, George. Good evening, All-Star. Oh, one, two, three, four. been great if like yeah, i guess bruce is not comfortable enough to start doing like uh bring guests on or something like that or like covers but i would have loved to hear like i don't know all my exes live in texas or uh what else could bruce exactly. have done with them i don't know maybe some like a cover or something like that you know <laughs> yeah i was like because well i mean there for a while he was doing those uh uh the one tour where he was coming out and he was opening with a song from somebody from that you know he did like in Australia, he was doing uh, the uh, ACDC Don't Change, Beach, Don't Bee Gees, change in yeah, NXS. He did Bee Gees, yeah, for, or he did like yeah. I think he played like Van Halen Jump in some basketball joint or something like that. But right, I think in, in London he opened with London Calling. Yeah, you know the first leg of this tour is going to be pretty uh, pretty straight as far as set lists and not many yeah you know twists and turns. They just announced a bunch of dates for the uh, the summer, more stadiums in the U.S. Right and. and uh, fall dates there's a little uh, mini little canadian tour he's doing like i don't know eight, eight or nine dates in canada in a row there in uh november right. that'll be solid so hopefully by that point he'll be loose enough to try some of these uh some of these covers and things like that you know that'd be really cool yeah. that'd be really cool so let's go through the uh the austin set list here who are our casualties for this show just just jake i think right jake patty and was pa- patty probably wasn't there Susie was Susie there? I, yeah patty wasn't there i, I didn't i don't know if I don't know if uh, Patty had COVID or not. I don't. I don't know if she's even on this tour. She played the opening night and maybe a, a couple she? others. Yeah, not very many since. Maybe she's just taking care of the home or something like that. But uh, yeah, maybe yeah, not COVID. But be. but Jake wasn't there, so uh, Eddie Mannion stepped up on sax for this show, right? He was kind of given the number one yeah. sax slot, playing the tenor instead of the baritone. So that was pretty cool. You definitely felt Jake missed. You you, you felt his, his presence not there. Right. You know, Eddie, I mean, you know, he did a great job, but, and those are, that's some hard sacks he's playing. You know, oh, he's yeah. some hard songs, man. So George Strait opens the opens the show, introduces the band. They go into uh, pretty much the same set list. No Surrender, Ghosts, Prove It All Night. When did you get on the floor? Do you remember what song you uh, we got? We got down there, we got down there right, at, right about Ghosts. Ghosts, all right. Yeah. Prove It All Night, Letter to You, The Promised Land, Out in the Streets. Candy's Room, Kitty's Back, Night Shift. Now, he's dropped Don't Play That Song, the Aretha Franklin cover. He's only doing Night Shift here. Usually, he's right. doing uh, two songs. There are two songs off the Soul Covers record, so he's dropped that. Right after Night Shift, he goes into If I Was the Priest. So this is the song he debuted uh, the, uh, the night before, or a couple nights before there, on February 14th. He played, Yeah, he played Tulsa the 14th. Yeah, so that's where they debuted If I Was the Priest, which is fucking, that's a great song. Probably one of my favorite songs off Letter to You. An older song that he wrote in 72 that he's uh, right. he redid for this record. What was the solo like? I remember Steven's got a great outro guitar solo on the end of that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Obviously. It's, it's, there's... That, that, you know, that little Steven, it's just, it's because so, we were right in front of little Steven throughout, throughout the, the Austin show. We were on the opposite side this time. And yeah, that guy is just a larger than life presence, yeah. you know, kind of like, you know, almost rivals Bruce on he, that stage. He's definitely the coolest member of the E Street Band. Like, yeah. like we all love Bruce and Bruce is the greatest, but you know, Steven's just a little bit cooler than Bruce. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was saying I said something to my buddy about like I was like, man, that's a he's a presence. He's like, yeah, he's like, if you're not paying attention to him, he's going to cap you just like on TV. Yeah, like, yeah, probably so. <laughs> I love his look on this tour, man. He looks like 19, like 80. He looks so super th- yeah. skinny. He's in great shape, and he's wearing like tight leather black pants, and he's got these like yeah. long shoes on. These big like like shoes that's like pointy shoes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, oh yeah, he, he's kind of like you he's know, such he's a character. Good. Sort of like a penultimate rock star, you know, that oh, yeah. just completely flamboyant. And his guitars were the same way, and that was just something else we, we were noticing, just the the unreal arsenal of guitars they kept bringing out to Little Steve, and we were just like, oh, my God. 
Yeah, he's got that main strat. He's got that main strat he plays, and then uh, he's got like the Vox teardrop guitar. He's got like a Rickenbacker. Oh, it's great stuff. Yeah. So if I was the priest, that's a that's a big highlight. I wrote this song when I was (laughs) twenty-two. There's a light on yonder mountain And it's calling me to shine There's a girl over by the water fountain And she's asking to be mine And Jesus is standing in the doorway in a buckskin jacket, boots, and spurs so fine. Says we need your son tonight up in Dodge City. Cause there's just too many outlaws trying to work the same line. was a shoving high on a priest If my lady was an heiress And my mama was a thief That Papa wrote shotgun for the Fargo line There's still too many bad boys Trying to work the same She'll give you whiskey and a personally blessed balloon. Then the Holy Ghost is a host with the most. He runs a burlesque show where they let you in for free. Then they hit you when you go. Mary serves mass on Sunday. Then she sells her body on Monday to the bootlegger who pays the highest price. She's a user, and she's only been made once or twice by some kind of magic. If Jesus was a shepherd, I were a priest. If my lady was a heiress, and my mama was a thief, then a proper old shotgun for a marble line. We're still too many. Lord's trying to work the same Well, things ain't been the same in heaven since Big Bad Bobby came to town. He's been longer down in love than asked for another round. And me, I got scabs on my knees from kneeling way too long. About time I played the man and took a stand where I belong. And forget about the old friends and the old time. There's just too many new boys trying to work the same line.
Jesus is standing in the doorway Six gun drawn and ready to find Said we need your son tonight up in Dodge City Told him I was already overdue for shine If Jesus was a shepherd, I was a priest If my lady was a nurse, and my mama was a thief And Papa wrote a shotgun on the far line From there, they go into E Street Shuffle, Johnny 99, Last Man Standing, solo acoustic, and then the regular uh, Backstreets, Because of the Night Again, She's the One, Wrecking Ball, The Rising, Badlands, Thunder Road, ending the main set. And then for the encore, we get another alternate here, tour debut of Cadillac Ranch. How was yeah. that? I love that track. Oh, man, it was hot. Man, I tell you what, it was, it, it was something, because like you can just, that whole place, like uh, it, it was just it was so jubilant the whole night. Yeah. Like you could turn around and because I, I felt I had a little I could take a little bit of liberty and just sort of like watch the crowd a bit uh, since I'd just seen the show, you know, five nights earlier, six nights earlier. And I was like getting to like single out certain people <laughs> throughout the show. And it's just like there's this one lady that was like at the very I mean, last row of the upper balcony. Yeah. And I don't remember which song it was, but she was she was jumping up she had a red shirt on which is what what caught my eye and she was just jumping up and down and like screaming and it's just like you know you don't see that on the last row of a of a, of a concert you see the people that are just like okay we're here cool you know we're sitting back not a not a butt touch those seats yeah it's a revival I, I tell you it's a revival man it's a party man bruce springsteen will make you feel really yeah. really good really young at heart and get you dancing oh it's the greatest right we get the standard uh, rest of the encore there. Born to Run, Rosalita, Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. You know, and I said this to Mitch when he was at the tour debut, you know, you might be sick of some of these songs, but, you know, we haven't seen the band live in like six, seven years. So, you know, I can't wait to hear Born to Run live again. Sure. I can't wait to hear Glory Days, sure. and, you know, all that stuff. 10th Avenue Freeze Out, great stuff, right? Closing right. with I'll See You in My Dreams, fabulous. I can't wait for that show. 
Yeah, you know what, man? I mean, Born to Run has has probably the the greatest breakdown in history. Oh yeah. You know, it just always just that's it hits you <laughs> every single time. You know, when he gets that, you know, when he starts that that you know that countdown that counts one, you back in, four. counts you count you back in, right? Oh yeah, it's emotional, right? Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, and they always play yeah, it with, they always put the house lights on for that right in, in the uh in the live version and the crowd is just going nuts and then you can see everybody partying and this is our anthem right <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like the video that they did for uh for it from uh the box the the first box the 75 to 85 box yeah and and they they're just showing those those shots you know of the endless crowd you, you know that you know that shot where it's like He's on stage and he's sort of just like looking out and you cannot see where the people in. Yeah, it's, I think that's like Wembley Stadium, 85 maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like that or or maybe maybe he did Central Park at some point. I don't know. It, this is like an outdoor show. And I mean, that it's it curves around. You can see that the, whatever it is, is curving around. And, you know, it's just just insane. It's one of my favorite videos ever, yeah. you know, and, and it just, amazing. yeah, born to run. What, what can you what can you really say about Born to Run? That's <laughs> <Yeah>, classic. <laughs> so that was Austin, Texas. Can you pick a highlight of that night? What's your highlight from the Austin show? Highlight of the Austin show? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I really had a full highlight from that show. The whole night was just just incredible. Awesome. And I know that's that's a I know that's a flaccid answer, but <laughs> you know, it just it just was, man. You just again, I can be as pedestrian as the next guy and say born to run because i just fucking love that it's one of those songs i can hear a thousand times in a row and still be excited about yeah um you know i could have gone for uh i could have gone for jungle land i wish jungle land would have been in the set that would have been nice um but now rosalita uh, i love rosalita that, that you can't beat that sax and rosalita you know uh and I guess Eddie had all the parts. Hey, Eddie Mann, you knew all the parts? Yeah. All the he sax knew, parts, he, out in the street. He knew all the parts. Promised yes. Land, yeah. Yeah. I think all these it, bands, it just, if Bruce is smart, he knows that, like, yeah, COVID's out there. So he's. I'm sure he's got people, like, covering backups. Like, Nils, make sure you know Steven's parts. Steve, make sure you know Nils' yeah. parts. And Like, I hope, oh, and I would was, hate to see Max replaced at some point. That would suck. Ooh, <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you what, like having having Susie back in Austin when she wasn't in Dallas, having her back was, a, you know, with the violin and everything was incredible. Really, that was really great. Uh, she uh, it, it adds so much. And, you did, and, and I which I I missed. I missed that in, in the Dallas show that you could really feel it. In Austin. Yeah, the couple of songs I mean, that she it, has parts in, like uh, there's the rising, there's there's a, that violin part in the rising and stuff like that. Yeah. It's noticeably miss, missing, right, when she's not there. Yeah, very much. It, it's it's funny how basically the same set list by the same the same band, although just a couple of members interchanged and and moved around, could be almost kind of wholly different. Yeah, it changes the whole vibe you know? of the band, right? The whole vibe of the band. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Man. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I went to see both shows. Yeah, that's cool. All right, Randy. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for giving us your recap there. You got anything you want to plug? What's coming up next for you? Anything? Uh, any more Bruce shows down this tour? I don't think so. I don't no. think. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not going to be able to travel uh, much more than the three hours from here to Austin that I did. Yeah. Um, man, I'm I'm currently, you know, I mean, I've got the my podcast, the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions. Uh, it's going under a retooling at the moment. Uh, we we were talking talked earlier about the drive of of being able to do a, a podcast, and uh, part of the drive that I, I missed and, and it is one of the things that I always like to do on my show is I used to I like to at least highlight two or three new artists per show, and I found myself last year listening to less and less and less new music. Not less new music, but less new artists or fewer new artists. So I'm trying to figure out what uh, what my place in the podcasting world is here in the next few months or so. Are you going down to Rock and Pod? No, I'm going to have to skip it this time. They're doing it in like March, which uh, yeah doesn't really flow with me because I'm do, I'm doing a I'm doing a road trip to Milwaukee in a couple of weeks to uh, to see the boss and the boys. So uh, I'm not going to be able to swing Rock and Pod this year. Right on. Yeah, I was I was trying to get down there and I was hoping to have some something figured out by then but 
I'm not. So I don't know. I'm kind of in a holding pattern at the moment. Yeah, man. Uh, next show, the wife and I are going to see Muse here in Fort Worth, which if you've never seen Muse, that's a spectacle to to behold if you even like Muse. All right, man. Well, cheers. Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you further on up the road there, Randy. Sounds good. Thanks, Lee. Good to see you. All right. <laughs> We're here tonight. We're partnering with the Central Texas Food Bank. They will be in the hall. The Central Texas Food Bank is the largest hunger relief organization in the region, and it provides fresh and healthy food to neighbors here in Central Texas. Please be generous to the Central Texas Food Bank.
that's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website at TrampsLikeUsPod.com. Communicate with us on Facebook at our Tramps Like Us podcast group page. Tramps Like Us podcast is a nonprofit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or Columbia Sony Records. If you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from BruceSpringsteen.net, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earthquaking, love-making, Viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary E Street Band. The E Street Band loves you, Austin. God bless. Thank you.